Welcome to the Lawyer Life Podcast, where the personal, professional, and political intersect. Each week, we discuss a topic to help ourselves and other lawyers navigate our days with a little less stress and ideally a lot more fulfillment. On today's episode, we're closing off season one, and we're going to chat about our favorite moments of the past year podcasting and look forward to what is next for the Lawyer Life Podcast. I'm Mike Anderson. And I'm Darlene Tonelli. Holy smokes, Darlene Tonelli. A year. I can't believe it. We have been podcasting for 365 <laughs> days, approximately. Approximately. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. I thought maybe at the beginning, we might podcast for like a couple weeks. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't know what would happen. I recently I found our first episode, which we oh. never aired. Do you remember what that was? The interview that you did with me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, terrible. Truly. <laughs> Truly terrible. Never. Was, no. You never just let didn't that like see it. the light of day. You didn't like it because it was about you. I think it was good. Well, that's kind of you to say. It was very much how I learned that I did not want this podcast to be um, a one-person interview format all the time, certainly not interviewing yeah. me. Um, and it was also where I learned that I was going to need you to come in and, and force me to not edit things. Because in that episode, I really wanted to re-listen to it and, you know, delete 98% of right. it. <laughs> and you wouldn't let me do that. And that's part of why it, it doesn't exist. But anyway. That was also, at the time, probably like our, maybe our second or third conversation over <laughs> an hour, ever. <laughs> I suppose that's right. Yeah, it was a bit of a flyer to think that we would be able to converse once weekly for an hour about lawyerly topics. That's Uh a flyer. Yeah, but here we are. Mm -hmm. We did it. And it's been, um, I think to my count, 45 episodes, maybe even more. Mm. That's a lot. It's a lot. And credit to our listeners for staying with us. I mean, this is great. Um, it's very clear that we have this like solid group of folks that uh, every week, every couple weeks uh, are with us on this journey. Uh, and and we're going to talk about what's coming up next. Uh, and, you know, basically we have two seasons uh, that we are excited to deliver. Maybe I'll talk about those two quick and then we'll start the recap. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay, so. The next season, we're doing like a little mini season. We're calling it the Lower Life Podcast Goes Back to School. Back to school. Okay, with Billy Madison, back to school. Oh my gosh, no. That's a blast. You you were like a baby when Billy Madison. Oh, it was the coolest movie when I was that age. It was so cool. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going back to school, meaning that uh, we're going to do a a mini season, about four episodes, uh, dedicated for for students that are starting law school or you know going back second or third year, um, and that will feature um, you know we have a, a dean of one of the law schools uh, in Ontario uh, interviewed as well as some folks who work for certain faculties, uh, and we're going to be talking to students and other people about how to best thrive and be fulfilled in law school. That's very exciting. This is uh, the hope is always to be helpful, and this is just a targeted targeted approach to help law students. And even if you aren't um, in law school, but if you want to come, you know, down the nostalgic journey with us, 
of revisiting your time in law school. It is fun for that purpose as well. We get insight into what law school Darlene was like. We get insight into what law school Mike was like. Uh, I, I don't think either actually are all that different from who we are now. But anyway, um, yeah, it'll be fun. So that's the next mini season coming up. And then we're going to do a, a, a full longer season. So that'll, I guess, be season three um, uh, focused on high performance and in a very kind of um, structured uh, and, you know, a way that that every episode, there will be some simple, tangible takeaways for people to apply in their lives if they want to, you know, um, kind of build good habits for sustainable high performance. And that's everything from understanding what you really want to do in your career to keeping your body right and your mind right, building relationships, all those sort of things. That's going to be so fun. I'm so excited about that. I was just saying to someone yesterday that as part of the uh, life preparation for the Lawyer Life pod, um, you know, I used to read a ton of books and they were all on self-help or self-development or personal growth. And, um, you know, all of that stuff we bring into the equation. And I'm kind of curating some of the ones that I've found helpful and you're adding the ones that you find helpful. And um, we're trying things. Our goal is to try to actually walk the walk um, as we're trying to explain what some of these helpful tips might be. So yeah, I I think that's going to be a really fun season. It's kind of a journey that we'll all go on together. So as we go through an episode and we have takeaways, Darlene and I will be taking them away as well. And then in the next episode, updating you on how we've done. So get ready for me to complain about how I didn't go to bed in time six nights in a row or something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or like, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. You're going to be like, I didn't drink eight <laughs> glasses of water because I am a lizard or whatever. Oh my Darlene God. Darlene doesn't drink water. I'm um, so far from eight glasses of water so far. I wish that I could say that I was an eight glass of water person, but no, maybe if it's a challenge, we'll see how I do. But so far I do poorly. It feels like that's not hard, that hard of an achievement for you to to. Um, well, we'll see. Possible. We'll see. We'll have to set up the tension. Will Darlene drink eight glasses <laughs> oh of water, gosh. or will she stick with two? What a fascinating oh. journey we're going to take you on. This twelve months of podcasting has made you a broadcasting <laughs> professional. You're working in the teas. Holy smokes! <laughs> People will be talking about this for months. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, so season one is complete as of this episode. Mm-hmm. And we did a bit of a recap uh, uh, around New Year's. Uh, and that was, you know, recapping the first 20 or so episodes. And that was really fun. Um, and so at least, you know, I know I've made a list of things that I want to talk about. Most of them are focused on the second half of the season. Um, uh, but first, Darlene, to kick off our recap, what have you learned from doing this thing? Uh. What are your key lessons? Well, I think the key lessons, if I can summarize, I've learned to be a much better uh, person who gives summaries from Mike Anderson. Um, I would say a couple of things. One, I really have learned the benefit of not editing myself and not trying to make everything, um, you know, sound or be exactly the, the way that I need it to be and to accept that there can be some fortuitousness in not not knowing and not controlling. Like I don't have all the answers. Um, and I, I think that from the beginning, you've been very, um, because of the nature of the way we record this podcast, we always said we were going to try to be, you know, very authentic and open about how we were doing things. And, um, part of that is that we don't edit too much other than for length. 
usually. So um, that's been really interesting for me because I've learned to speak in a way that's a bit more clear, less rambly as the season has gone on, still, still working on it, but trying. Um, And that's been just a, a, you know, a form of self-improvement, I think that's, that was unexpected. And then I would say the second piece is that we started the podcast to, you know, with, I I guess maybe limited goals. I'd be interested to hear what your goals were um, when we started, but I, my goal really was to just start, you know, helping lawyers a little bit by talking about topics that we didn't read very much um, authentic conversation about. And over the course of doing that, I've discovered that this is like, I love this stuff. I mean, this is just, this is where, as I was saying about the books, like I've done a fair amount of preparation for this uh, podcast in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't know that that wasn't what the thought was at the time. How about you? What were, what are your takeaways? I think the major one is that it's been, I feel quite fortunate to basically every Friday have time set aside to speak to somebody like you and all of our guests who are, you know, lawyers who have done spectacular things professionally, also personally and some politically. Uh, did you like that? <laughs> that was very good. So, thank you. I was waiting. Uh, I was like, will he? Yeah, here it comes. The yeah. three Ps. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, but for this podcast, I wouldn't have that opportunity to learn from you and all the guests that we have. And I think that's really unique. You know, I'm, I'm in, I just finished my fifth year of practice. And so, uh, I'm still definitely developing and learning. And, um, I know for a fact that I have picked up some great, um, tools, but also like perspectives, um, that have helped me in the past 12 months become a better lawyer. Um, so that's been, one major thing. The other thing that speaking of like just doing this and understanding strengths and so on um, is actually uh, came from one of our book club episodes, the Daniel Pink, how, why right brainers will rule the world. He calls this skill symphony. They're like the ability to connect things and the ability to, I guess, summarize and, but, but mostly making connections across things that don't necessarily seem apparently connected. Um, and I, I really feel like the conversations we've had have, you know, by the end of every talk we have, whether it's between you or I, or with a guest, I kind of see them all connecting and aligning. Like I, I do really feel like there's probably five or 10 things, which we will, you know, highlight mainly in the high performance season upcoming, but there's like five or 10 things that we can do to improve ourselves and, uh, you know, the way that we practice that are achievable and consistent. Uh, and I think we're learning that as we go. So that kind of symphony that I'm seeing in every episode has been really exciting as well. Well, that's, I totally, I forgot about that symphony concept actually, but yeah, you're, that makes a lot of sense. And I think too, I mean, you're mentoring also on this episode, right? You're teaching me the ways of the youth. <laughs> that makes sense. You're teaching me about summarizing. You've got the technical skills that make this podcast go round. Um, and, you know, this sort of can-do mentality, I think I've taken away. And I think that a lot of senior lawyers could stand to look to um, people who are newer to the practice. I think it's fundamental. I think it's necessary. And, um, you know, what you're saying about the the mentoring every week I mean, I think that what I hear from listeners, when I hear from listeners, which I love, if I haven't said that before, love that, highlight of my week, um, 
I, I do hear that there is a void right now for real mentoring with a, with like a caring hand of, you know, this is difficult and we have no ego about it in that we're not saying, you know, we do everything properly and you need to follow what we do. We're just kind of trying to share the journey with people. And I, I have heard anecdotally that people find that helpful. So I hope we can keep that up. And yeah, I mean, the mentors we've spoken to him, Bob Ray, like that was a highlight. That was so great to that talk was, to him early in the pod. I listen to that episode sometimes, you know, just to, I find new thing. There's little nuggets of wisdom everywhere through that, that episode. And I think depending on where you are, I know I listen to that episode now quite differently than I did at the time. Um, and there, and, and there are things at the time that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what I'm holding on to. And now I'm holding on to different things from his episode. If you don't think forward, if you don't think ahead or think or, or remain curious or remain interested, um, you're done. I mean, uh, at that point you just become, you know, you just get old. And, and, and I think it, it was George Bernard Shaw who said, you know, it's not that you're too old to play. It's that you're, you're getting old because you've stopped playing. And I, I think you've got to keep playing uh, and you've got to keep looking ahead and keep thinking. He, I, I, there's just, I, I can't even express how much gold there is in the Bob Ray episode. It just totally. like, um, it, it's fantastic. And it was such a pleasure uh, to talk to him, no doubt. And so would you say that's one of your favorite moments? Do you have any other favorites? Uh, well, I think, but for the poor audio quality in our early days, I did really enjoy uh, the Jerry Maguire episode where we learned oh, well, that yeah. we were both influenced. I was an athlete. I was a short guy. Uh, and, <laughs> and so Jerry Maguire was my boy, right? Like I just love, love the, love the film. Uh, How have and, we not uh, talked about this before? Oh my God. This is amazing. Are you a big Jerry Maguire person? Yes. I wouldn't well, you say that of... it was my inspiration for law school, but I have certainly had my Jerry Maguire moments in my career, which we will talk about. Well, yeah, and it, yeah, okay, we'll have to talk about because I feel like inter alia is kind of like the equivalent of writing the memo. That... <laughs> it's a mission statement. Because over time, I mean, just all the time, I come up with this kind of recurring theme in my life that I tend to take that Jerry Maguire approach. I, I don't, I think there's a reason that movie's so popular and speaks to some people so strongly. And when dealing with Graham, um, one of the things that made me want to invite him onto the show, Graham Henderson, um, is that when I saw him speak about the sort of crusade that he's on right now for, for musicians and artists, he handed out a blue uh, report in a nice, well, like nice font. And I thought this is a mission statement, you know, it's just like the Jerry Maguire mission statement. And I thought there's something deep about, about that, that way of looking at the world. And so that was, that was definitely a highlight for me. It's really funny, like boiled down to it, that movie is about <laughs> like a person who is feeding their ego, who is overworked and stressed and hasn't prioritized their life, their personal life at all having a, like just a moment where they realize all the problems and changing their professional life to start to solve their personal issues. And really like that is what we're trying to achieve here. We're trying to show that there's different ways of practicing law and different ways of being a lawyer and actually ways that you can have a fulfilled and happy life while practicing 
law doing your job in a way that you enjoy. And it's very, I don't know, I think it's kind of like really neat that both you and I deep down that when we saw that, albeit at very different ages, might I say, but <laughs> when we saw that, it both hit us, it hit us and, and stayed with us through for, for decades. So uh, I agree at the Jerry Maguire um, moment was super fun. Yeah, you know, another highlight for me was, I think, and we're talking about, you know, recapping the pod, I think a highlight was when you and I showed up to interview Mark Sakamoto, and you had like the equipment, mm-hmm. and we were full on, you know, podcasters in our podcast selves, rather than our lawyerly selves. And that to me was a little bit of a Rubicon crossed and just so fun to talk to him about the interesting experiences he's had since uh, going to law school. I mean, that was quite Talking about the Bob Ray interview, I mean, the Mark Sakamoto one also just had a ton of things that I've thought of many, many times since then. Like what? Um, Well, like the thing about time. He talked a lot about, you know, time's Mm -hmm. the only thing you can't get more of. People, People, for some reason, seem to equate busyness with import. Mm -hmm. Busyness with productivity. That's completely batshit crazy. I think like I like those days where I'm like, oh, here's a big chunk of time where I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those are your most productive. Those are your most productive periods. I really think the more we can incorporate that um, into our lives as lawyers, the better. But yet it's completely counterintuitive to how the practice of law um, in traditional form works. So. Yeah, that was a highlight. I mean, there have been so many highlights, actually, now that we uh, we really get into it. Yeah, I, I on my list as well was the conversation we had with Catherine. And first of all, Catherine and I hit it off so well. Only <laughs> uh, yes. we were in we, we talked for like five minutes before the episode uh, started recording and and loved our conversation then and during the podcast so much that two days later we had to get coffee together. And that that oh lasted like like it was supposed to be a half hour. I think it was an hour and a half by the time it was done. She's she's fantastic, first of all. But um, it was a I think a really important chat for us to understand and continue to understand what it's like um, for people uh, who don't feel welcomed in the profession or in their office, and how we can start to focus on making the profession welcoming um, and really open to folks of all walks of life. I mean, we've all been in those situations where somebody asks you a question and you know they're not listening to the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the, the asking about, like, how are you and how do you feel and really listening. Mm-hmm. You know, the making introductions to people, you know, the making sure that people have real work with people that get access to people who are decision makers, um, asking for input in meetings paying attention and what i think that we're all aware of is that this is really hurtful and painful and really impacts confidence and work performance and emotional well-being and that being aware of that is maybe a really great starting point uh and that was i know that you've mentioned um you know receiving feedback from listeners and how great that is catherine passed along some feedback from a listener who is in new york and actually said that uh he for the first time felt like his experience um, as a lawyer was encapsulated and sent the episode to like the director of HR or equivalent um, of his firm to, to use it as an educational tool for um, some of the leadership there. So that was really cool. Uh, And very like, it's, it's, it's so humbling. I think it's like, 
you know, I always talk about it. I record in my attic. You record in your house. Sometimes we're together. Most times we're not. It's very humbling to think that just sitting in these seats and talking as you and I do so often during work, it um, I almost forget that this is <laughs> this stuff gets mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Uh, and it's really exciting that even something if like if that was the only thing that came out of season one, I would be just so excited with that single outcome. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, receiving that sort of feedback and understanding that we were part of a conversation that might be helpful is super cool and a highlight for me. Well, that's the really interesting thing that I've always thought is cool about podcasts is that it is evergreen content if you need to go back and um, it's like an audiobook. If there was something that you benefited from and want to share, there it is, you know, as yeah. opposed to if you go to a live event, you're like, oh, I saw this cool seminar on, you know, unconscious bias. Like, how do I share that? <laughs> you know, um, sometimes yeah. you can, but with podcasts, that's that's really a nice thing about them. Speaking about revisiting things. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's so I had hockey last night and Sheriff Complex Mike nearly hulked himself out of my <laughs> calm and cool body. It was so close. Why? What happened? Uh, what happened? All your personal development is not, for not. Oh boy. I was <laughs> he was so the problem is this. It's a summer league, so there's only four teams. So we play each other once a month at minimum. Sometimes more than once a month. It's too much playing against the same people. And there's one team that unfortunately is awful and we (laughs) beat all the time and they don't like us for that reason. And anytime something small occurs, they get super uh, mad and physical and it's not good. So (laughs) there's one guy who specifically hates me. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And I've been, I've been very much like staying away from him and not, you know, not engaging. I told him once I was, I was like, I'm not going to engage in this. Um, <laughs> but he started to push over at like literally be really physical with a bunch of guys on my team. And so I skated over and I was going to uh, tell him what I thought, but I did not. Um, yeah, I did not. And I kept it, I kept it cool and actually deflated or what do you say? De escalated, diffused, de escalated the situation. Yeah. So that I'm telling you that Sheriff Complex episode for my, I don't know what, I guess hockey falls into the personal section of my life. Um, I'm not a professional. Uh, so that it's, it's, that continues to be helpful uh, to me as I play in stupid men's league hockey games. Well, you know what? Let's just go onto that point for one second, because it does demonstrate something which I was just saying to someone yesterday is important to know about all this personal growth stuff. It's like, you can only develop to the level that you're at at the moment, right? So I find that even if you do make an improvement on Sheriff Complex, for example, <laughs> um, you know, you're you're able to kind of deal with the regular situation. And then when a new situation presents with additional challenges, something that you mm. thought you had dealt with needs to be, you know, dusted off and revisited because it's a higher level of conflict. So I do think that sometimes people get discouraged with stuff like this because they think, oh, you know, I'm not making a lot of progress. But, you know, you are. It's just that you keep continually becoming a better and better version of your old self. And then it takes bigger and bigger challenges. So um, it's not to say that you do all this work and you suddenly get no challenges. It's that you do all this work so that 
you know, six months ago in that situation, you might have a, I don't know, I don't know what horrors can befall a person in Hamilton Summer Hockey League. Oh, I have no that's idea. the thing that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so that bad things could have happened without for, without the podcast. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, things that I would maybe do differently from the podcast. Um, two things. I think I would maybe have uh, more confidence in the beginning. I think in the beginning we were, I mean, we didn't even put these episodes out until we had been doing this for what, four months, three months? Yeah, it was a few months for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, it very much felt like a toe in the water. And I think part of that is that we're part of a team and um, you know, we don't want to be doing things that are too far outside what people are comfortable with. And specifically, I was concerned about that. But uh, overall, I kind of with for season two, I'd like to be a little bit more, um, you know, public about what we're trying to do here and try to find more, more and more allies and people that are interested in it. That's right. We're going to let our hair down. Uh, for me, that's figurative because uh, I don't have any. <laughs> and for me, I have not done that in at least 10 years. No way. I am a ponytail or bust. What about big surprises? Was there anything about, you have a different background than I do. I mean, for me, this is yeah. so much farther outside of my comfort zone. For you with a background in TV production, maybe there were less surprises, but was there anything that you were like surprised about that you didn't know when we started? This? I truthfully I'm surprised of our listenership and its size and dedication. <laughs> like <laughs> I it's such a we're doing I don't know, like there's only so many lawyers around and um I don't know how many lawyers even know what a podcast is. Um mm-hmm. and and then are interested in the kind of conversations we're having and the and frankly the personalities we are <laughs> like uh, I'm probably not for everybody so <laughs> um mm. to to see consistently like it is it is when we look at the numbers it's so apparent that this is a consistent community of people who are interested in in the conversations that we share um and I didn't anticipate that we'd be able to find that set uh, especially so quickly. And I know it's been a year, but a lot of podcasts go for a couple months and, you know, then, you know, kind of fall off. Um, and we've seen people really come along with us. And and that has been something that has been obviously super pleasant, but, but a surprise for me. I think this, that's interesting. I mean, I, I'm definitely surprised, but also didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. Yeah. I think that's a better way of putting it. Totally. Yeah, like yeah. we've been working with podcasters as clients, so we had an understanding of the market. Um, we've been, I mean, being from the music industry, I was into podcasts when they were a new thing, and then they kind of went away, and now they're sort of a big thing. So there, there's sort of an interesting relationship with podcasts in the music business. Um, but I do, I am just sort of, I don't know. I, I think the thing that's most surprising to me is that it's. I would do it even if no one was listening on some level, because I think it's inherently been so helpful to me to structure my own non-law thinking. I mean, I've commented on that a few times in the podcast, but as my friends would say, I have a lot of thoughts (laughs) and I need to find a spot to put them. And, uh, you know, that spot has become the podcast and to the extent they're helpful to people, that's great. Um, and that was kind of unexpected too, you know, you think you have to do something for a specific reason. And sometimes there's a whole other reason why you're doing it that you didn't know. 
I, I had a, a client along a couple of years ago. She taught me this expression, the ease and the effort. I don't know if you know this expression and I don't know where she got it, so I can't credit it properly. But I think about it when I'm doing the podcast in that there are certain parts of my week that feel like they're a heavier lift. Um, the podcast doesn't feel that way to me. And I say that in deference to you because you do a lot more of the tech heavy lifting than I do. But, um, you know, it just feels like a normal and natural part of the week. I was just going to say, like, kind of to kind of finish up and put a, as I love to do, you know, put a big uh, period at the end of this sentence. Um, do you think that we're making a dent? Do you think anything that we've done on this thing is useful? Well, I'll start by saying it's useful to me. And anecdotally, the people who feel comfortable talking to me about it um, seem to say that it has been. And I think it's been helpful to non-lawyers. That's been a um, pretty consistent level of feedback. Um, mm. And I think as well, I just, I do think this stuff is valuable. I think it's time for this level of discussion. I think it's just if if people weren't thinking about these things before, you kind of have to now because we're hitting so many tipping points in our society. And um, I think it's it's important to us to do this. It's important to us to learn how to how to put these ideas out there in a in a way that makes sense for people. And um, it's important for people to if they don't find us, maybe they start with us and realize there's a something they like about this, and then they go somewhere else. To me, it's always been a finding the sources that speak best to you. That's the journey, right? You start one place, think you want to improve, not sure who's the one that's got the right message for you. You start there and make your way. I'm just, I'm mostly excited that people seem to be starting and um, hopefully that continues. How about you? I think you did it, Darlene. I think that was a perfect summary. <gasps> Look at us. Awesome. My new skill. That was not my <laughs> skill in law school not my skill. It was, uh, I, love summaries. I, I was love the multi-highlighter, multi-post-it note person, but, um, I don't even know if that still happened. For the, for our back to school season in the show notes, because we talk about summaries in one episode, at least I might post, uh, a, an image of what my summaries looked like. Cause they were gorgeous. Do it. Oh, if I still have mine, I would do it too. But I, I kept them till about two years ago. And then they were all like securities and things that I don't practice anymore. So I got rid of them. And but. The, I think that the technology you had access to at the time was what, like a quill pen, was it? Oh, yeah. You know what I did? I took my paper <laughs> summaries to the binding place at Kinko's and got like a special plastic binding thing on them mm -hmm. right. and a cover. Right. It was pink, I remember, on all of them. Pink, well, green for one class. I color coded so, by Korst. So, oh, wow. We're like, we're nerds from way back. But I think that people <laughs> can really relate to that. And I think the law students listening are like, what are summaries as I was when I started? But yeah. anyway, the joy is in making your own summary, as we will discuss. Again, these teasers, like who can compete with these? That's so exciting. <laughs> back to school. Back to school. <laughs> Making summaries, drinking water, the times are so exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to say, this has been a real pleasure. This is the, well, almost the end of season one. Uh, the, I guess what we're gonna about to do is the last good and gripe of season one. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back after this.
The Lawyer Life Podcast is brought to you by Interalia Law. Interalia lawyers have big firm training, in-house experience, and a wide range of expertise in technology, media, and entertainment. Our advice is business-focused, speedy, and practical. To learn more, visit interalialaw.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-A-L-I-A-Law.com. And we are back with our goods and gripes. Goods are things we want to promote and support, and gripes are things that annoy us. Darlene. Okay, so first good ties back to an earlier episode. We had an episode where you said you were questioning why people don't just go for a run when I was talking about how I circle the gym parking lot. And yeah, my, my gripe was that people drive to the gym to run on a treadmill when they could yes. just run. Yeah. At which point I explained to you that when you get to be an aged person, you don't yeah. run anymore because you have these bad knees. And then I went to see the Rolling Stones concert a couple of weeks ago and I saw Mick Jagger on the stage and his energy is just unbelievable. I mean, he just in, inhabits his body like in a way that I don't know. I mean, it's obviously part of his career, but he had so much energy and vitality that I just thought, you know what? I can go for a run. <laughs> I cannot, I'm not going to accept this stuff about bad knees and stuff. So I have been running and I would like to report that um, I probably wouldn't have started doing it again had we not had that conversation. And it was something I used to really enjoy and I'm doing it. And it's, yeah, the beginning four minutes are like an exercise in pain management and then it's fine. I feel like there's a it's metaphor great. there. So I wanted to update because that was a direct positive in my life that Whoa. has come from the Lawyer Life podcast and a little bit of good-natured ribbing that I got. Well, that's that's very good. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay. Yeah. I have a good. It's related. Well, it's a it's about podcasts. Uh, which sounds nerdy or whatever, annoying. So I was driving um, back from my in-laws. It was just me and my um, daughter, who's almost three. She happily fell asleep at one point. Uh, and I put on um, a conversation between Conan O'Brien and Stephen Colbert, uh, mm. which is great. It's from Conan's um, podcast, Conan O'Brien Wants a Friend or something like that. And it was there's there's one particular part in the conversation which I plan to talk a lot about in at least one part one episode of our high performance season, but um, just very candid, open, honest, vulnerable conversation between two adult men, which is not that common, um, about their childhoods and how that informed their view of how you could be successful and, and effectively just to summarize it and I'll get into it more as I said, they both felt. Uh, because of their Catholic upbringing, according to them, that you had to suffer greatly to succeed. Mm. And they are both still dealing with that, even though they're gigantically successful. Um, they both still feel that even though their therapists and their family and their friends tell them that they don't have to put themselves through hell to you know, be a successful person, they still kind of feel like they need to. And uh, it, it, that really resonated with me and I think it might with a lot of lawyers. Um, and with, I think this medium allows for that type of conversation to occur and, and it couldn't occur in any other medium. I, I really, mm. I, you know, uh, so I'm just, I, I good, good pot, like this is a good medium and an exciting one and a great one for people who are, who are trying to improve themselves. So that's my good. Do you have a gripe? 
My only gripe, again, podcast related would be just, I would love it if we could get more um, sort of information on what the listeners want from the podcast. That's what I would love. Right. That's my gripe. It's not really, it's sort of a good slash gripe. It's just, uh, it would be great. And we could, we could respond real time, which is possible in this format. Well, we have talked about putting a questionnaire uh, up for our uh, listeners to to give us feedback from through. Uh, do you think that we should put that in our show notes and so on? Let's do it. Okay. We'll have to agree on the questions. You can draft. Yeah. You can phrase them. I'll, I'll tell you the content. But yeah, I think it would be really good. <laughs> I'll be like, here's what I would like to know. And Mike can turn them into uh, some fun stuff. Podcast-wise and work-wise, I think we're, we're slowly learning that um, that is the relationship that we do well with him. It's like, <laughs> yep. yeah, is that fair to say? Yep, I um, think that's fair. I have a grape. And okay. it is that we should be celebrating and we are not currently celebrating. We This is the downside. And we work, we work from home a lot. We're virtual... Uh, council in many instances working from our homes. Um, this is the downside of not being in the same physical space because I really do feel like at, you know we were recording the last episode of our first season of ever podcasting. It's a monumental time, and we would otherwise be if we were live, working in the same office. Uh, hmm. We would be going for a drink after this. I feel it's true. It's true. But we are I not. guess we can have a virtual drink alone, but that's that's probably <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> That's maybe That'd not be what so you're weird. <laughs> that's not. Let's that's each not go to a pub it. near our house and FaceTime each other. <laughs> that would be the exact same experience. Oh, I'm it would sure. be. It would yeah. be so cool, and we would be. Uh, we would be super cool people at the at each of our respective pubs. <laughs> yeah, but I, I one at one in one episode, I did talk about how you know we as legal professionals need to get better at looking at what we've done. And feeling proud of ourselves and celebrating. So we'll have to rain check it, but we need to make sure that we take that time at some point. I think it's so true, and also just the uh, just to take the time to enjoy the weather and get outside. And I always say to everybody, like, make sure to get outside once in a day, um, even if you work from home, because it's it's very important. And I think that it's uh, it is the nature of virtual council. There's some the nature. Stuff. The nature. Oh, I didn't even get it. See, I haven't come that far. I still don't. I don't make puns on purpose very often. But anyway, well, this has been good. I'm glad we did a recap. It's good to kind of look back so you can know where you're going. Um, what was good? What was? Because I mean, we don't do sort of a a recap of this nature very often. Um, we're usually planning on what's next given the time constraints. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. It's super cool that you're sitting there uh, and and participating in this thing with us. And we hope that you uh, come along the adventure of season two, shortened season, uh, back to school. And then season three, which is going to be, I think, well, I think it's going to be really special, uh, our high performance season. Okay, um, that does it for now. I guess we will talk soon. Talk soon. That's it for this week's episode of LLP. Thanks to Inter Alia Law for presenting the podcast and to Nick Fowler for composing and performing our music. See our show notes for his website. Don't forget, we love feedback. Please comment in the review section or subscribe or like. We'd appreciate it greatly. That's it. Talk soon.